Welcome to the Tahi. Woo! Um, so Malo is sick today. He's ill, so he's so ill, Malo. Anyone? So ill, Malo. Oh. So, <laughs> so <laughs> but it's girl show because why Marie is here with me? Woo! The girl show. Girl show. Girl show. Except it's not because Harry's going to be Harry's True. here. So, girl show with Harry. Woo! Yeah, he's one of the girls. He's one of the girlies. Yeah, <laughs> Harry can come to brunch for sure. <laughs> Um, we've got heaps coming up today, even though it's girl show, there's lots of girls coming in. We've got Kenzie from Welly and Crystal Twer from Phoebe Rings are both coming in to talk about their latest releases. We're talking about um, anime, we're talking about K-pop, we're talking about something else at some point as well, but I can't remember because it's not anime or K-pop, but it's going to be cool. <laughs> oh yeah, sports. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sports. So we'll get Harry to come in and talk about that, but... yeah. But, um, Listener's Choice? Oh, Listener's Choice. Podcast Awards. They're going to announce the winners of the Podcast Awards, NZ Podcast Awards, Mm. uh, on the 30th. There's still time till the 28th to vote for us for Listener's Choice Award. Just vote. We just really want to win an award. Yeah, if you haven't heard already, Evie really, really wants to win an award. Just any award. (laughs) In life. (laughs) Just any award, one time. Like, just one time. So... If you're listening to this and you've ever laughed at anything I've said, <laughs> or even you're like, oh, that girl's so annoying, give me an award and I'll shut up. Like, it's a win-win. So either way, just vote for us. Listen to choice. I just want an award. Like, it's just not, it's not that hard. But anyway, cracking into the show, let's talk to Kenzie from Welly. Joining me now in Saul Marlowe's seat, Kenzie from Welly. Hey. Hey. Kia Welcome. Thank you. Um, I'm also from Welly. No way. Um, I'm from the heart. Same. Oh, we're in the hut. Petoni, of course. Oh, my knife for me. My knife for me. Oh, like the hut water because artesian spring, no fluoride, chloride free. Yeah. Got that Petoni water on that. And yes. the, what's that thing, the big thing? The big like fountain thing? The big fountain thing. That's where I'd be at. Yeah, my mum's there on a Sunday like stocking <laughs> up with all the plastic <laughs> bottles. <laughs> Same. She's like, it's better for the environment. Ooh, I'm like, is. a lot of plastic, girl, I don't know that it is. I don't know that it is. But I like just reuse it. Yeah, and, you know. It's yummy. Yeah. <laughs> yummy ass water. Um, why was it important for you to have... <coughs> why was it important for you to have From Welly in your artist name? Straight up, I think... If you Google me, it might it would probably come up, <laughs> and that's literally it. <laughs> gotta have the SEOs. Eh? Like, yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. have it. Yeah, for real. Like if I became an artist and just called myself Evie, yeah, they're not gonna find me. Yeah. But Evie from the hut, yo, maybe they will. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's your thing. Though. Maybe Who that's knows? my new thing. Who maybe that's my new thing. Maybe I got an album coming. Shout out, Nine. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, shout out, Nine. I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> miss you. <laughs> I don't think they miss me. <laughs> so latest single, no hype with poetic. Yes. So good. Thank like you. awesome and like the video thank you oh my god yes. it's so slick and it's so like clean and it's just real like it's just real cool <laughs> what goes into putting together a video like that um i live in the white upper now like in featherston and it's beautiful there's the ngahere it's all very natural and i think i've moved home about two years ago just over two years and one thing that I kind of got from like traveling a bit was that um, the thing that everyone wants and sort of uh, our luxury is the space, like the space, um, the natural resources that we have. So I kind of felt like if I shot in a studio, it could be anywhere. And just to be able to capture the natural beauty of what we have um, and just appreciate where we're at. That's really what I wanted to do going into that. Plus, it's actually like five minutes from my house. Like, every, everything is within the area. Keep so. it simple, yeah. Yeah, like, save <laughs> on gas. Gas is expensive right now. <laughs> we kept this super local. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I was like, I was watching it, and I was just like, cool. <laughs> Thank <laughs> like, you. Cool. And the lyrics to No Hype, it's, it's, it's quite, like, it's quite direct. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what it's about. I think... What it's about for me now is making sure that whatever I'm doing is authentic. So whether it's speaking with people, just being present, um, even like sometimes, especially in New Zealand, like we say stuff like, oh, that was a great song. Mm. And, you know, maybe they're a great person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe the song might not have been our flavour. So I think for me it's just about staying authentic and like when we made the song 
uh, it was probably different than I, I don't really know. Like we made a bunch of songs really quickly. I worked with um, Troy Samuela, who's the producer for that song, and he's produced. He produces all of my stuff. Um, just because when you find someone that you can work with, that you've got the spark. And when you find people that you don't have to give context to, because I'm like a lazy communicator, <laughs> if I can say like the least amount of stuff and they know like where I'm at, then I feel like that's how magic happens without sort of trying so hard. That trust as well of like, the trust. I trust that you get me. Yeah. I trust that I get you. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And then working with Poetics, I saw Milo's talk with him before and he really puts his culture at the forefront of what he does. And I felt that as well in the video from you too. Yeah. Why is that something important for you to do in your music? Uh, It's, it's honestly just second nature. Like, I don't think necessarily that there's a lot of like mental notes when I'm creating music. But because of the way that we live, um, because of like service in terms of Samoa, because of Manakitanga, and you know, I'm Samoan on my father's side and Māori on my mother's side. These things are just woven into the fabric of who we are. So, yeah, it's not that um, I'm like, oh, I want to like be in this topic and I want to like represent this thing. It's literally just who we are. Yeah, just here I am. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Mm. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. You're not sitting there at the end of filming being like, nah. I'm going to throw one more thing in. And I'm really like <laughs> not that person. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like just present and that whatever comes out sort of comes out. That leads me very great segue into my next question, which is um, you've done a lot of freestyles and stuff over on Instagram and everything. And this might be such a dumb question, but how do you actually like get good and like practice something like freestyle when it is like this thing that's straight off straight off top of the dome? Like, how do you like do you where are you sitting and and, like practicing it? And it sounds dumb, but I just cannot do it. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Okay, so freestyling. I kind of learned a couple of years ago that, like, before, like, off the top of the dome, freestyling was, like, young, like, teenagers, like, 80s, 90s, when hip-hop was still emerging, and they would write their raps, and then they would go to school, and they would battle each other with these written raps, Uh and then kind of, like, it progressed to off the top of the dome where it was straight impromptu in the moment. Because, like, I was one of those people coming out, I was like, oh, like, that was written. You know what I mean? So, I'm not going to give the illusion that I am freestyling off the top of my dome to the camera, like, straight up, I'm writing it. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, sometimes, like, with those freestyles, um, for socials and stuff, like, I drop one every uh, fortnight on a Friday, and... It's been really dope to um, kind of get stuff out in real time. Because I guess, like, with artists, when you're making projects, like EPs or, like, full-length albums, singles, because of the process that it kind of takes to get to a certain, like, a release standard, it can take, like, a while. Mm. And sometimes by the time, like, it comes out, um, it's not necessarily where you are now. Yeah. Yeah, so... I think like it feels really good to have a really quick turnaround time with the freestyles because then people get to kind of engage with who I am now and sort of with the singles and the album, um, I guess it's almost like as those unfold, you're coming along with me. Whereas yeah, the freestyles is like yo, that's me now. Like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Like a lot of a lot of artists come in here and we talk about like an album or an EP, and they're like, oh, I've been living with this song for like two years, mm-hmm. and I'm just like quite like grumpy with it now. Mm-hmm. Or they wrote it about like an ex boyfriend at the time, and now they couldn't give like two shits mm-hmm. about this guy, and they've got to go around to everywhere, <laughs> yes. talk about yes. it, bring it up, and yes. so like I not me couldn't yeah. be me, like, yeah. but I get it. It's yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, as someone in rap, in rap specifically, yeah. as, you know, wahine and rap, yeah. are there challenges that you've faced that you just feel like your male counterparts haven't had to face? Um, I guess for me, um, the primary, I guess, core of what's important is to uplift all. Um, 
male and female. Um, I know that everyone has different experiences, but I think my focus is to bring whatever I have. And I would really, really, really love it if more um, wahine came up because I kind of feel like if there are like more wahine that come up, maybe I could just like chill out. <laughs> you know, spend my time just drinking tea because I live in the country and watching birds like we talked about pre-recording. <laughs> Especially the, the kereru. We're talking about watching birds. Kereru. Kiriru, <laughs> the best bird. Yes. For real though. I'm never going to forget that. I'm literally like, I will be on my deathbed and I'll be like, I can't go. Like, the Kiriru didn't win bird of the century. Straight up, honestly. When was that moment for you where, like, honestly, both growing up in the hut, mm-hmm. like, when I was an intermediate in primary school, we were all rapping around everywhere. We were all trying to freestyle. No one was good at it, though, to be fair. Yeah. When was your moment where you were like, actually... I'm way better at this than these people and I'm actually <laughs> going to do it. Um, I grew up around all um, boy cousins. Um, when I was like 10, my cousin gave me like this this album tape of um, the Mothugs, the Mothership. Like, I really wanted to listen to something else at the time, but I kind of grew into, you know, whatever I was kind of fed with musically. And then they all used to freestyle. And I kind of just like sat there watching and then kind of like maybe 14, 15, drinking, whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I kind of started freestyling. They were all way better than me. Like, honestly, they were. And I think it was just like when I started writing, though, I was like, actually, maybe I am better. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you have that competitive spirit about your freestyles and about your like rapping and your music of like you know like I know that a lot of people that write rap and freestyle do have that competitive Mm -hmm. vibe but is it about that or is it more about just making music for you I have to be competitive with the lazy me and that's pretty much it yeah So, (laughs) so as long as yeah I'm in the momentum me and uh, the lazy me is kind of like the, not the majority or the minority of like when it comes to like creating and stuff, then we're good. <laughs> I only got one person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that. Like, yeah. My biggest competition? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly is. Um, what's up next for you? Okay, What's cool. on the horizon? We've yeah. got an EP, we've got an album. What do we got? What do we got? So we've got another single, Shimmy, coming out. Cool. Shimmy is coming out on December the 8th, I believe. Uh, we've got a video that we shot in Brisbane before I moved back to Aotearoa. Uh, the song Shimmy is also produced by my friend Troy Samuela. And uh, we have a lot of releases coming up. So... Mm-hmm. If you guys could like just stay with me as things like unfold, because No High is pretty much like my first release. Like I don't really have a big catalog out, and and honestly, at this point of my life, I'm really glad <laughs> because you know all that old stuff that I made. Please, I hope it never sees the light of day. <laughs> I know, I totally feel you. I, I look back at like stuff I reckoned was real funny and yes. like twenty like sixteen seventeen. I'm like, delete that. Like, is it like those old Facebook um, posts that pop up in the memories? Yes. Like, oh my god! Remember how you thought you're funny then? Yes, I've had some that are so bad. There was one, and it cracked me up. I have brought it up a million times because I was like, what the actual fuck was I talking about? It was just me posting Facebook status going, who here would eat a spider? I would. <laughs> Wait, but would you? I would. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, why was I telling everyone? Is it ethical? I don't know. Okay. I actually don't know. Like, would it be? I don't know. I let's, is it a native spider? Probably not. Let's park that. Yeah, park yeah. that for now. We no need some research. It's getting a bit goth in here. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, where's the best place for people to keep up with you for what you've got coming out? Um, definitely social. So Instagram, Kenzie from Welly. Um, Facebook, Kinsey from Welly. Just Kinsey from Welly. Just Google Kinsey yeah. from Welly. It's going to come up because she's got her SEO sorted out. <laughs> yes. Kinsey from Welly. And please also check out No Hype with Poetic. Like, we had so much fun making that video um, and just being able to learn more about uh, putting the video stuff together. Because, like, straight up when I would make videos in the past, 
I felt so awkward, like, in mm. front of the camera. Mm. So I was, like, starting to have fun with it. I feel like it's, like, game changer. No, it's a great video. I can't, like, when you were like, I was home my first release, I'm like, that quality? <laughs> Insane. Like, yeah, it's a great, it's a great video. I think you were saying that because I also like Kitty Do, so. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, yeah. sweet. No, we're in, we're in agreement. Yeah. Evie the right from side of the heart. Yeah, Evie from the heart. <laughs> it's Kenzie from Welly. I was Evie from the heart. Check out Kenzie from Welly on all the socials and keep up what she's up to because I'm sure there's even awesomer stuff coming. Anime, my favourite thing. Betty, you like anime? I th- I think I'm I'm never really got into it, but I have definitely like, you know, I've watched Pokemon. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> there's big drama in anime at the moment uh, with Jujutsu Kaisen, which is a very popular show. Um, and like all the anime I talk about on this show, it's a bunch of people killing demons or devils or ghouls. Mm. Ghouls and goblins and skeletons. But <laughs> in this one, it's it's curses, but they're demons. Anyway, it's a very, very popular show with really, really high quality animation. We're on season two at the moment. And there's been a big drama where pretty much all the animators working on the show walked out halfway through making an episode. And... There was an episode that came out a few days ago, well, last week, actually, and it was the big episode of the season. It was crazy. It would have been the best episode of anime ever made had they finished the episode. They didn't finish it, and they released an unfinished version. Oh, they released it still. Yep, so it's not like it's unfinished in the sense that it's only 10 minutes long or something. It's still full length. There's just, like, scenes that are unfinished, like, frames that are unfinished, shading that's unfinished, and, like, you're watching it, and you can kind of visualise what it was supposed to look like. Yeah. And it would have been the best episode of anime ever. There was, like, everything happened in there. It was incredible. And even the amount they did, they did an amazing job. Um, But up until yesterday, we didn't even know if we were going to have another episode this week. Yeah. And they've all walked, these animators have walked out due to a number of reasons, but the main one is that they feel they're underpaid and overworked. And they've started publicly tweeting, saying, like, this situation is not acceptable. Um, we can't work like this. Yeah. We just saw the new schedule. It's horrible. And they had these animators create a animated film for Jujutsu Kaisen, which brought in, like, $200 million or something. Like, it did well, and it was amazing. It was made in four months, Oh, wow. Most movies like that, it takes two or three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had them make this movie in four months, which is crazy. Also, I actually have noticed a huge spike in anime fans. Yeah. So I'm like, if if it's, like, it's showing that people love it, I'm like, I don't know what they're getting paid, but I'm like, a pay rise should be there because you're obviously proving that people are into this and yeah. you've got a bigger audience now. Yeah, know? and like... Anime itself, right, like, I think the issue comes down to you can't feasibly create, like, a weekly serialised anime to the standard that they want it to be made at. Yeah. Back in the day, right, like, with Pokemon, yes. you were watching it being like, wow, this animation is, is beautiful. No. You're just like, that's pretty cool little Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't care, right? Yeah. Whereas now the standard is so high for what anime needs to look like. And mm. that's partly the fault of this company, Mappa, who make... Jujutsu Kaisen. They also made the last season of Attack on Titan. They also made Chainsaw Man, which if anyone knows, I love Chainsaw Man. It is my favourite thing in the whole wide world. I love Chainsaw Man. They also made Yuri on Ice, which is about a bunch of ice skating kids. It's awesome. It sounds really boring, but it's so (laughs) sick. Like, it's the best show. And so the standard now is just like every episode of anime needs to look as good as these shows or Demon Slayer, for example, which is another company. And Demon Slayer looks amazing, and I am going to reference Demon Slayer a lot in the next couple of minutes. So if you don't know what that is, go have a quick Google and come back. But um, Demon Slayer, also very popular. Mm. It is the show in which the demons are slayed. Yes. Can somebody say slay? Slay the day away. Slay these demons. (laughs) (laughs) They don't release it weekly, like serialized like anime usually does. You get 20 minutes a week for how long it goes. Demon Slayer has released everything in these big chunks. So, like... They'll release a movie, and that movie will be the first half of the season. Oh. Rather than, like, you know, like, there's 24 episodes, and they come out weekly yeah, for 24 yeah, yeah. weeks. It's like, here's a movie, here's five more episodes, slay the day away. <laughs> Which is more feasible, considering, like, the level and how gorgeous it needs to look. Like, yeah. it makes sense. But people's viewing habits are just changing. And asking these people to create movie-quality 20 minute episodes every week yeah. it's like it's just not gonna happen yeah and especially these poor animators just finished attack on titan like 
less than a month ago the yeah. most like anticipated ending of an anime ever and yeah come at me i hated it i didn't like that shot but it looked great um i'll give them that and then throwing them straight into jujitsu kaisen like one of the other biggest anime in the yeah. world like give these people a day off yeah that's true busy yeah. um do you know this isn't even like worth comparing it to but the you know how you're saying like they've like hit the standard where the quality is so great and now they were like expected to kind of keep making them that great it reminds me of like when you po- when I post like a really good Instagram photo and I'm like ah oh, the next one has to be better yeah you know what yeah, I mean? yeah like, literally <laughs> I can't po- go below this anymore like yeah. I need to make sure I just keep going up and then it gets stressful because you're like this is the best I can do yeah I can't look better than this <laughs> yeah. this is it yeah it's very that and yeah. it's like it's sad because um it means well no one knows if there's going to be a season two of Chainsaw Man yeah like workers rights aside let's make this about me for a second <laughs> really wanted to watch Chainsaw Man season two. Hopefully they get a holiday and then they they feel refreshed and they're respected. Oh, it doesn't say. It's not looking super likely. <laughs> it's been really silent from the company's end. Okay. Like a lot of tweets from um, these animators. Are, I can't even mention what's yeah, in some of them because they're getting very dark. Right. Um, and I think that they walked out on that episode specifically because it was the big episode and they wanted to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. And if there's still silence after that... I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. No, it's not looking good. What about the Yuri on Ice movie? Uh, see, now I don't really want to get into anime as much because I'm just, I'll get to where you are and be like, what's what happens now? Well, yeah, we just sort of watch stuff from others. I mean, there's, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this was one of, this one is sort of the quote unquote at the moment, the best one. Mm. Whether, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. If they're not going to do a Chainsaw Man season two, I don't want to know about it. On our Tahi socials at the moment, we have the barbershop sessions coming out. And if you haven't caught up, what are you doing? Get with it, guys. Get with it. It's beautiful whiter, beautiful interviews. We put all the subtitles on, so there's oh, no yeah. excuse if you don't speak Leo Māori, all good. A good opportunity to learn somebody, actually. If you're, if you're there, you, you pick up on some words while you're listening, you know? I learned some. Well, oh, not really. I was just like, is Kai Waiatura a singer? Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, I got that all on my <laughs> yeah. own. Like, yeah. I was quite proud of myself. It wasn't really actually, much, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> to put like, uh, you'll find quite often the word Kai, which means food, but in this context, it doesn't. They put Kai in front of like lots of like titles. So like Kai Waiata reporter is reporter, but Kai reporter is like reporter. a reporter. I yeah. love it. <laughs> so you, you would be like, if you were like, I am a reporter. I'm a kaiti poata. Yeah. There you go. See, look at that. We just learned something right now for free. (laughs) Wow. But the one coming out, we've got a coming out tomorrow is Harry Mooney's song. Harry Um, Moonu. Moonu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Harry Mooney. I don't know. Maybe we know him, but... (laughs) Harry Mooney. Tell us a little bit. You met him as well and talked to him at the event. Oh, my goodness. He's so humble. Like, so humble. He was, like, talking himself down, man. He was just like, oh, you know, I didn't expect to, like kind of like be invited to be a part of the series i didn't really think much like of of myself in terms of singing because um not even like his family or close friends have really seen him sing so i think yeah i was just like start being humble like you're (laughs) unreal he's amazing at singing so entertaining to watch as well he's got such a cool style as well like the hair and the hat he's got cool hair i love it like i have one of those hats i also get the hair out for them like it's a look. But, yeah, no, I'm really excited for people to be able to hear his beautiful voice. Um, he's a proud... He's proudly from Ngāti Dea here, so I think he sings a few songs about that area because, you know, you got to, like, represent. So, yeah, it should... It will. It will be good. I've it will seen be it. Good. It will yeah. be good. We've, we've seen it, yeah. We're, we're lucky enough to have seen all of it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he also has a lot of really interesting takes on main... Like, you know... Why today or Māori and mainstream media yeah. and radio and stuff. So if you're interested in that, watch the vid. Yeah. Just actually us talking about, like, learning. He talks about why it's being a great way to just, like, hold knowledge. Because songs get stuck in your head and and a lot of, like, why it's a Māori have, like, you know, hidden messages in mm. it. And so it's an easy way to, like, retain that knowledge. It's good for your pronunciation, though, because you can just sing along. Yeah. And then you know, at least you know you're, like, saying it right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. singing along to this person, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's helpful. It's good. That's And true. the songs are just mean and slay and fun. Yeah. So there you go. It's on all of our socials right now. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We've got songs on TikTok as well. Mm. Um, so go check it out. Have a listen. Have a sing-along. 
Joining me now on the seat, uh, lead singer of Phoebe Rings and the star of my most played on Spotify 2021, Crystal Chwer. Welcome. Oh, hello. Yay. <laughs> so nice to have you here. Um, for those who don't know, Phoebe Rings is almost like a bit of an um, indie supergroup in a few ways because you've all had different projects. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who the band members are. Okay, um, I'm Crystal Che, Crystal Choi. Um, I play keys, I also sing and write music, and there is Simeon Coven of Incent, who does his own project called Lucky Boy, who plays guitar, and Ben Locke, who also has his project called Sea Views, uh, who plays bass. And Alex Freer, who plays in Tiny Ruins, and he has uh, his own project called AC Freezy, who plays the drums. Oh gosh, it's wordful. <laughs> Everyone's busy, right? Very busy. <laughs> Bo- booked and busy. Yeah, Simeon's away on tour at the moment with Princess Chelsea. Oh, hope he's playing me in. Hope having fun out there. <laughs> um, so this new song that's just come out from Phoebe Rings, the first one in a while, right? How long was it? Oh my god, it's been over two years. Yeah, I've been waiting quite impatiently. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit, I was like, come on guys, <laughs> come on. Because I loved that first EP so much. Like, oh, Especially you. in lockdown, I was just like bumping it, like back to back to back. I loved it so much. And then lockdown ended and I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> more, more <laughs> we were ready too. But it happens. Yeah. But this new song, Asurai, yeah. is so cool. And um, like, I'm pretty familiar with Korean, but... Like, duro bonjogi of sale. Never oh, heard no, Asurai like before. <gasps> I never heard that word. Like, And so I had a little go-go. And I, it's quite poetic. Like, it's such this, like, beautiful little poetic word. I never heard it. I just hung out at Hongdae Park and no one's using poetic <laughs> words there. Yeah, yeah. Asurai is, asur, the, the phrase Asurai is definitely not something that you will just say to your friends. It, you'll read it in a poem or, like, a book or lyrics. But, um, nah, I wouldn't just say Asurai, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Asurai means dimly or faintly or faded it's to say when things are a little bit like you, you feel like you can grasp it not but not quite <laughs> and the video is so cool like little mushroom moment oh my god and i was reading that so you like the sort of team behind the song yeah mostly korean right there are so many koreans behind this project um i was so stoked but that mushroom is done by hannah shim and it's an artwork of hers and when I heard that we were going to have that installed in the video I was just like freaking myself out it looks so beautiful it looks so cool yeah. it looks really like high fashion high fashion like, yeah because you've got the big like dress thing on and there's like it looks real like um like a little fashion shoot but oh like my God. avant-garde you know? oh a, a little bit of an editorial <laughs> a little bit of an editorial <laughs> oh I love it um okay I'll tell you the Koreans behind because um, speaking of which, that dress was also done by a Korean artist called Stephen Park, who goes by name six four six times four. Um, and there's also Nahyeon, who is the director um, of this whole shoot, who's done an amazing job, and she's the one who actually hustled a lot of these artists. And also, um, I had my makeup done, and I don't normally do makeup done and it felt so fancy and that was also done by a Korean artist called Liz Hyun um, who else oh, my friend Elizabeth Yu translated the lyrics in English is that that sort of environment where it's a song that's in Korean the team are Korean mm. did that feel really special or different to the other projects that you've worked on or was it just like woo Hey guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, of course there are non-Koreans as well. So I, you know, it's a combination of everyone. But for me, because we have received um, the Pan Asian funding, we felt like, or I felt like, it is a prime opportunity for me to collaborate with artists that I haven't met before, and um, I knew Nahyeon already from other work, and I hit her up. And it seemed like the artists that she wanted to collaborate with were also a lot of Koreans. So um, I think Stephen was her friend anyway, and she started hustling. And no, honestly, this whole experience, I had so little of a time frame, but it happened so boom, 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 boom. 
and then um, everything came together really nicely. I was so happy. Yeah. Was it um, was it fun or weird or different writing in Korean rather than writing in English? So um, when I was growing up in New Zealand, I came in two thousand. So it's been a while, but I still like. Never got around to reading well in English. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> my parents were, you know, at work, and I would. There were a lot of Korean books in the house. There were a few English books, but I'd be like, "Oh, it's too hard." And then I just read in Korean. So, literature-wise, my literacy brain is more Korean, and it took me a while to get used to writing lyrics in English. So, to me, writing in Korean is actually a little bit more natural. So it was fine. I think that's cool because yeah, when I was listening to it, I was I was like, <laughs> I don't understand this. Why don't I speak this language? Why don't I get it? And then I was like, I was really poetic, like, and my Korean speaking is very like conversational, like very like chatting to the bros. And so like a poetic, like gorgeous song. It took me a little bit to like. I was like, I refuse to look up the translation. I'm gonna figure it out. Oh. I got like halfway, and then I looked up the translation. But honestly, <laughs> um, when you just spoke Korean just then, though, I could feel that you definitely can speak the language. <gasps> no, I literally only know Panmal now. Like, <laughs> like I literally like cannot. Like I do not remember the Sumni does. Like I, I couldn't talk to Ajuma now. Like I'd get like whacked. Like I only remember because it's like I talk to my friends still yeah. a little bit and it's yeah. just like casual chat and then they'll start talking about like the government or something and I'm like oof you've lost me <laughs> so it's just like conversational these days but it used to be so much better when did you go again? I was there from 2014 I was there for three and a half years from like 2014 wow and, but I came back a few times and like yeah. did bits and bobs but so was, you stayed for three years and still picked up that much was at Yonsei Oh, where are you at? I just don't know how I Fancy got it. university. I didn't I didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I, I my reading is and writing is terrible. But you don't need to. Who cares, who right? Cares? Who cares? But speaking of people who, who don't speak the Hangul Kmal, they're not gonna understand the lyrics of the song locally, right? Mm. So what sort of feeling do you want them to take away from the song and the video, even if they're not gonna understand those lyrics? Well, firstly they're there is English translation um, that you can um, find online. There's Bandcamp and YouTube. But if you can't be bothered reading the English <laughs> translation, it has a very um, common theme of wishing the best things for the other person. So, I mean, I originally wrote it for my grandma who passed away, but I didn't want it to be just dedicated to my grandma. I just wanted... To that kind of, um, if you miss someone and you can't really see them anymore, but you ca- or you can't see them as often, and you know you want the best things to happen for them and for them to remember about sparkly things, um, great things that that happened to them. Yeah, so that kind of that wishing feeling and the yearning feeling is yeah. I love that. I, I mean, I don't really care if I can understand lyrics or not, though, to be honest. I'd be listening to songs from wherever, and I'm like, this is great. And then I look up the lyrics, I'm like, this is really messed up. Okay, never mind, like, moving on. So you won't have that problem with this song. We touched a little bit before in the Pan-Asian funding round. And for people that aren't aware what that is, it was launched this year by NZ it On Air. Um, could you tell us a little bit about it for people who might not know they have that opportunity available? Yeah, um, well, I think... That funding was for, it was very open for any artists. Um, Because sometimes when you try and um, apply for funding, you're like, am I big enough to (laughs) enter this funding? I feel like it's too, like, official and I'm, like, um, too intimidated. I think the idea of Pan-Asian funding was, like, we're open to everyone. If you are Pan-Asian, please just go for it. And um, I tried to hit up my friends as well when I was applying as well. And I can't remember how many people they picked. I think it might have been like 15 artists or so, but um, I'm hoping that it can happen again. Um, Very diverse genres. I hope it happens again too. We got like such cool stuff out of it. Mm. This is one of the first ones as well that's like popped out outside of, I know there was some theatre stuff 
that I miss because getting me out of the house is a whole thing. Like, like I same. Need to go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big ask. Like, um, but it's one of the first music videos or songs that I've heard from that funding, and I was so stoked. I was like, yay! Like, oh. But what's is this? Um, just me getting a little bit excited. Is this possibly part of an EP <gasps> or something like that? Um, so we might have some more singles um, happening, but also we might be... Oh, it's for... Okay, um, I can't say what it is. Okay, cool, cool, But cool. it is for a bigger selection of things. Cool. Cool, I'll take that. I'll take Thank that. <laughs> That's enough information for me. Did your bandmates find it um, like fun to be performing a song or recording a song in another language? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we have been... So this song was actually written in 2020, I realised. It was after, just soon after we made our debut. So it's been around for a while. So we have been performing it. We're very used to it. We refined it together. But the most exciting thing for me was for them to sing BBs in Korean. And they did such an amazing job. And I was just like a little bit cautious going, would you be comfortable doing that? But they were, um, it was Simeon and Alex who sang BBs. And they were both really keen. Their pronunciation was spot on. So, yeah, it was a really fun experience. That's so nice, though. It's such, like, an um, awesome way to share not only your talent but also your culture. And then you've managed to uplift all these other, like, Korean creatives to make this video. Like, it's just cool. Like, oh, I love it. thank you. It's a really awesome, like, <laughs> achievement. And would you want to um, take the music party train over to Korea with these new songs? Or are you happy here? Oh, um, I would be keen. Um, I don't know who to reach out for. <laughs> if you know anyone, please let me know. But we would love to play um, overseas. I'll hit up my friend. Oh, <laughs> he owns a terrible bar in Itaewon. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Itaewon's great. Itaewon, I used to. So I lived. At, I'm such. I'm typical foreigner. Like I lived in Hongdae and then I moved to Itaewon. That's great. <laughs> That's so great. Those are two really fun places. It was well. Hongdae was fun when I was 19, and then like when I went back yeah, more yeah. recently, Hong I was like. <laughs> I am way too old to be here. Like, Hongdae's <laughs> oh, really gentrified as well now. It's, it's so different. It, it's looking more like Gangnam or something. It's looking like Myeongdong. Yeah, Myeongdong. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, there's heaps of, like, it's real touristy. Yeah. And, like, when I was first there, it was definitely, like, a spot that foreigners went to check out. Yeah. And there was, like, obviously, like, Yonsei's there, Hongdae's there, Ihua's there. Yeah. So, like, all the students were there anyway. Yeah. But then, yeah, then it got, got a bit... But touristy. You can't like just get drunk at the park anymore. No, no, you no. You just no, can't. There's tourists no. there getting drunk, being like, "What an experience!" I'm like, taken, taken it from me. <laughs> most spots like I'm a tourist as well, and I'm like, "How do you?" But yeah, those gross little toilets at Hongdae Park. I miss them forever. Honestly, like it felt like a bit of a K Rody kind of. Scene. Very much the vibe. Yeah, yes, but yes. not anymore. Um, not anymore. How was Itaewon? Itaewon was cool. I liked that um, I could eat more different food there. And, like, get get a bit international with it. Because all yes. of the, like, international restaurants are there and, like, all of that. And sometimes it was nice to go out and speak English. Because sometimes <laughs> I just were... got really tired. Like, yeah, 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 I was yeah, like, yeah. my brain isn't, like, processing it fast <laughs> Can enough. Can I, I just speak my mother tongue? <laughs> I'm just going to go speak to some weird Americans. Like, you know, whatever. And so that was nice. Thank you so much for coming in. No, um, tell the people the best place to keep up with new Phoebe Rings and where they can check out the new video. Um, so you can check out the music and buy it on Bandcamp. Um, but also you can see the music video on YouTube. Yay! We did it. Welcome back to an overdue episode of ESPN, EV Sports Podcast Now. Do, 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 sports! Do. Harry's on the show today as our esteemed guest to tell me something about sports on the EV Sports Podcast Now. I, oh, I'm a bit nervous talking about nervous? this one. Well, it involves, indirectly involves Wellington. Should we get Kenzie back in here? We could. <laughs> Kenzie! Kenzie, come back! Um, the A-League, which is the Australian and New Zealand Football League. Mm-hmm. A growing league. The amount of uh, big-name talent that comes over now, either at the start of their career, because they're getting some experience before they go back to uh, the UK and Europe, or um, at the end of their career, the twilight 
when they come and they're like 40 like years David old. Like David Beckham playing in America. I watched the documentary I know about sports now. We're getting a bit like that. Um, but no, it's definitely it's a very competitive league. Uh, the Phoenix, obviously, from Wellington, Woo! have been um, a really good side to watch there for a while. Woo-woo! But uh, recent news is that, and you can read a bit more about it if you go on the Tahi social media, um, is that Auckland will be getting a franchise starting next year. So an American owner um, who owns a ice hockey team in the American Canadian League and also a football team in England as well has um, purchased a spot and is going to bring a team to Auckland. Oh. You've got two. You got We've got a few problems there for me. Okay. Number one, a billionaire. Oh, obviously I'm going to have a negative reaction to a billionaire. Oh, yeah. oh yuck. And then our number two, can Wellington not just have one thing? Can Wellington not just have one thing? What, can we not just have a thing? If you play soccer, football in Auckland, the flight to Wellington's 40 minutes, bro. Like, why do we need another one? There's not enough people who are good at football to fill both those teams and not embarrass... Can we just have one thing? Can we just have one thing? Is I think it-, it will create more good football players with the extra experience they'll get from having a full other side. Yeah, but they'll all be from Auckland. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so Mala goes on leave for one day, he's sick, and the Auckland hate just gets... Well, because you can't say it in front of him because he loves it up here so much for some reason. I mean, like, look, I live in Auckland, so I, like, you know, I'm crapping on it all the time. But I don't live up here because it's where the jobs are, man. Yeah. If we're up to me... You know, asked me two weeks ago, I would have said Wellington. This week, though, I'm I'm saying, like, Tiano, I'm saying Fiordland. And soon to be about 30 more jobs with another football franchise. Oh, yeah. In town. Yeah, for who, though? For football players and sport-related staff. Are they going to start a new sports yelling network? Because I reckon that could be me. You could go along and yell at the players. Yeah, I'd, I, but that's, that's what I like about the Phoenix. Everyone gets real barred up for no reason. Like, everyone's, like, yelling real hard. It's quite fun. Um, But, yeah, good... Good news. What's the team going to be called? Well, Auckland City are already quite an established franchise. I'm not sure if they'll transition that name over, but they've done well at Club World Cups and stuff in in previous. Um, I reckon we should go for the theme of mythical birds. So there's the Wellington Phoenix. There could be the Auckland, like, harpies. How about that? (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Prior to the Phoenix, there was actually a a club from Auckland called the New Zealand, I want to say, Knights. Wasn't there some sort of orca-based team at some point? Yeah. Or was that rugby or something? Well, there's the Tuatara, which is the basketball and the baseball team. Wouldn't wouldn't know anything about that. Um, I thought they were the Breakers. Oh, that's New Zealand. The, yeah. Are they good? Do they basketball. win? The Breakers? Yeah. We won three championships in a row back oh. in the day with Cedric Jackson and CJ Brunson, the, right. the three-peat. Cool, um, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> On EV Sports Podcast now. That's right. Uh, but there was the New Zealand Knights, I believe, which was pre the Wellington Phoenix. I remember very vaguely the New Zealand Knights. I remember yeah. uh, Dad used to not watch the games, but follow the updates on the early days for the internet. Instead of <laughs> little, watching it. Uh, l- he doesn't want to witness the like, failure in real time. I don't know if time. you could get video streams very easily of that sort of thing. When did like, sports streaming like become... Because like, it used to just be on the TV. Right? Yeah. Oof. Um... I'd probably say sports streaming really took off, turning into, like, 2010. Mm. Probably the teens. The decade of the teens. The teens. Yeah. The teens. Teens were good. The noughties. Is that what, don't they call them the noughties? Or was uh, that before? the 2000s. Oh, right. Because it's the 90s and the noughties. The 90s and the noughties. What are the teens? The teens. 2010s. I think everyone just calls them 2010s or the peak of pop music, whatever you want to... The, the downturn of modern society. Let it, well, the last good year was like probably like... 2007 was a banger of a year. 2007 was really good. For pop Twi- punk? Oh, 2006 for pop punk. Okay. Huge year. 2007 Huge for like mainstream pop punk because like my yeah. stuff like... Well, Black Parade came out 2006 so that's where it's yeah. at. You know Mike what I mean? Mike M, Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Pre that though, you had like your Blink-182s. Yeah. You know, like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. We've really, we've gotten really, really, we've gone back to music. But do you think that this Auckland sports team are going to beat this Wellington sports team, even if they're not named after well, it's a not, mythical it's bird? it's not about beating the Wellington sports It is about, team. it is though. No. Like it is though, because what's happened here really is what they've gone and done is go, oh, Wellington's got something nice for themselves. We're going to ruin it and have our thing too with some weird billionaire that no one's ever heard of. 
it's a disrespectful move, and so that's gonna. So if they that's had, gonna keep if going. If they had two options to bring a, another team into the fold from Auckland or bring another team into the fold from somewhere in Australia, you'd rather the team be. From There's Australia? already a bunch of Australians. We're already trying to get them. We're already doing that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Okay. You know, this was our thing. This All was right. Wellington's thing, and Auckland just can't. They just can't just sit there and take it. I'm really dark on Auckland this week, hey. Where do you think the stadium? The, the, do you think they're gonna play at Eden Park or no? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't read about that yet. I actually, I where are the other ones? Hmm. Hmm. Well, when the Phoenix if they come have to up, go down to go, they have to get on a plane and come play at our stadium, which changes names every couple of years because I don't actually know what it's called right now. They come down to the Cape Town. Yeah. <sighs> Please, we have your own stadium. Okay. No. Yeah. No. And that was it for another exciting episode of EV Sports Podcast Now. We're coming to the end of uh, the girls' show with Harry. And it's also the show where um, I get to talk about what I want because all my love's away. So just to recap, I talked about anime for a good 10 minutes. Uh, then I crapped on Auckland for another good like 5 to 10. Uh, and now I'm going to talk about K-pop because <laughs> no one can stop me. So It's been such a fetch show. It's been fetch. Thanks, Harry. I don't think that word's going to happen, though. I would stop trying to make it happen. Girl show. Girl show. Girl show. No, no. That's what they say. That's the line in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. I was about to um, kick you off the girl show. (laughs) Whoa. You're going to come in here and kick a girl off the girl show. Damn, Harry, you're going to get cancelled. You're going to get cancelled. I want the best for you. I don't want you cancelled. Apologise to her. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, girl show. I'm talking about K-pop. Um, it's actually kind of sad news about the K-pop. There was a big event in Auckland a couple of weeks ago called K-Wave where a bunch of Korean artists were flown over to perform and people were really excited about it because there were some big artists in there like Odd Eye Circle. I was really excited about that. Card, who my friend Natalie was very excited about. Mm. And um, it was apparently a chaotic nightmare. A shit show. A shit show, if you will. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say that. No. It was yeah. a shit show. So, like, these, a lot of these people are really young as well. Like, these are, like, kids, you know, 10 and up, really. There's, like, 12-year-olds oh, really? there. Um, and people paid, like, they had tier tickets. So you'd have, like, you know, heaps of money for a VVIP or a VIP. And you get to sit at the front, da 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 They left the kids outside for, like three plus hours in the hot sun. People reportedly, um, you know, no portaloos allegedly, no water allegedly, and like, you know, it's not good, especially for young people, but it's not good for anyone. And then when they went in, apparently, they didn't even have like the VIP section like set up, so everyone was just wherever, and you've got these people who've paid 500 plus dollars for a ticket, sitting next to people who paid 60 bucks for a ticket, like right next to each other, like, it's not on. So people have gotten very upset, as you can imagine. Fair enough. And the people are asking about refunds, and the company that organised the event is still silent on those refunds. Oh. Which, like, it just sucks. Like, mm. I think, like, people get, like, K-pop fans especially get so excited when anyone is going to visit here because they're so far away, yeah. and, like, especially some of these artists are not, you know, as big as, like, your BTS or your Blackpink, where it's actually feasible that they do a world tour. So yeah. it's sort of your only chance, right? And so... People travelling from Christchurch, Wellington, all over the place, come up here just to stand in the hot sun and not even get to, like, go talk to Odd Eye Circle and congratulate them on getting freed from their evil company. You weren't even allowed to do that. Yeah. It sucks. I would get really annoyed with the seat thing. Because I'm just, like, I just don't... I'm just... With money, I'm like, don't mess with my money. (laughs) Do you know Mm. what I mean? Like, Mm. if I paid more to sit in the seat and then I'm not really even getting... Like, that would be so annoying. It's like a repeat of... Have you ever, like, paid for a nice seat on a plane and then they just put you in any seat? Yeah. It's like, no, nah, that wasn't the deal. It's an injustice. Yeah. It's an injustice. It's like, yeah, it just made me feel sad. I caught up with my friend who went and she was so excited and she was so disappointed afterwards. Aww. And it made me feel so yeah. sad because she was so pumped the day before. Yeah. But, yeah, has, have you ever had an experience like that where you've gone to a concert and you've been like, God, this sucks? Yeah, there's definitely levels to it. I think it does make you kind of understand there's quite a bit that goes into the event organising mm-hmm. part of it. And I think, yeah, everyone likes the idea of putting together a lineup of artists they're really passionate about, bringing them over. But if you don't have a experience or a, or a really good team putting that festival on, it is quite 
a liability and I think there should be accountability held so that people can have trust going forward when they buy a ticket to something that they're going to get an experience that is worthy of the price tag because like the price tag for going to live events is high and it's high for a reason because there's so much stuff and goes into it so when people try to cut corners by not hiring enough staff or hiring the wrong staff or not having the right things in place they they absolutely should be a refund process and um at least the difference between like the ticket you paid for and the ticket you got yeah like yeah because it's unfair that like the artists will cop some of it probably not all of it but there's some people that are just looking for somewhere to channel their anger and it's not the artist's fault no, it's not the artist's fault. The artists make their music. They get told they're coming on this tour and everything's going to be organised. And mm-hmm. they get there. They're, they're not aware that people have been in these conditions or that people have missed out on their meeting greets or VIPs because mm-hmm. that's not their part of the job. Yeah, they've done their, they're doing their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think that if that puts people off buying a ticket to a local gig or something like that because they're just sort of burnt out on bad experiences at concerts, then that's a real shame. So I definitely think there should be some accountability. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm just hoping for the best at Limp Bizkit this weekend. Uh, I think Limp Bizkit will be well organised. Well, because like, what I also think, right, like the, the situation, right, you've got to know it's a nice young K-pop fans outside in the sun. Imagine a bunch of Limp Bizkit fans. <laughs> Everyone be breaking yeah. stuff because that's the whole energy. We'd all be like, it's just one of those days. And they'd just turn on them, man. <laughs> it's scary. Like, do not upset the Bogans. Like, do you remember when Tool came here during COVID and everyone got COVID at that event? Everyone got COVID, and they were literally being like, don't go because you will get COVID. And people were like, "Mm, it's Tool. I'd rather get the COVID. I'm going to Tool. And everyone at Tool got COVID. And I didn't get to go. I couldn't get a ticket, so still mad about that. I would have... And then you still got COVID later on. I still got COVID anyway. I didn't even get to see Tool. Like, whatever. I got COVID at, like, the worst gig ever at, like, this random (laughs) bar where someone literally had a poo on the floor. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. And with that. And with that, anyway. It was really bad. That's the only reason I bring it up. I'll never forget. And with that. And with that, we're now out of time on The Girl Show with Harry. Girl Show with Harry. Um, Thank you for listening, even though Saul Marlowe's not here. And thank you to our guests today, Crystal and Kenzie. Uh, we'll be back mm. next week. Sorry for the lack of math on the show. Lack of math? Yeah. What do you mean? Girl show. Girl math? Ah. Oh. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Car keys. Car keys. <laughs>